Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Blackstreet Diaries Matcast, our 10th episode here, Clay. Uh, I'm alongside Clay Sourty. Clay, how are you? They haven't shut us down yet, so that's probably a good sign. Yeah, that's good. I, I'm not sure who would shut us down, but uh, no one stepped up. So ten episodes in, and uh, we've yet to cause Penn State to lose a duel. So at this point, I think we should just keep well, going forever. Cause and effect: the duel win streak in our podcast. For sure, for sure. So. Uh, yeah, well, uh, speaking of the uh, dual win streak, uh, I guess it was kind of in jeopardy last Friday night going to Carver-Hawkeye. Uh, at least some Hawkeye fans would have liked to think so, but it uh, didn't turn out that way. Penn State went into Carver-Hawkeye Arena and got in that rear end. Yeah, 26-11. Uh, to 11, Now it, they might take us off um, Wasn't. All that close, to be honest. Uh, a couple of nervy moments there. But um, Penn State really closed the door pretty hard there at the end. Yeah, it was uh, nervy at first, and we'll go through it. Um, we'll go through it match by match. But I think it's interesting to first talk about before the match some of the things that the developments that we had heard leading up to Mark Hall's redshirt coming off throughout the week. Uh, I think both of us started to hear a lot of buzz probably about uh, Wednesday during the day, so after we recorded the podcast last week, that we could really it, it'd have a good chance, better than a coin flip chance of seeing Mark Hall's redshirt taken off, and it kind of just grew um, in likelihood from there. Yeah, last week was uh, pretty wild for both teams in this duel, actually. We got confirmation of Cortez going down for the season. We got... Around Tuesday or Wednesday, I started hearing rumblings that Mark Hall was going to weigh in. That he had wrestled off with Gino Morelli and won the wrestle off. Uh, plans that maybe if the duel was close, that they would send send both out at the beginning and then go from there. But uh, come Friday during the day, it really sounded like things were trending in Mark's direction. And then as we got closer to the duel, we heard even more news that. I will be, be without Sam Stoll, who's now out for the season with, I believe, an ACL injury. Yes, an ACL injury uh, for Sam Stoll. Tough break for the Hawkeyes. Uh, kind of takes them out of team team consideration for the NCAA title, but you know we can get to that a little bit later. Um, so you know, let's start. Let's start at let, let, let's go to one twenty five. One of the featured matches, uh, obviously, Thomas Gilman gets Nick Suriano and. Uh, I picked Sergano to win this match in a close match, and he did. And he lost three two, but uh, I think the future bodes well for Suriano. And you know, I think they're going to wrestle two more times this year, uh, at, obviously at Big Tens and NCAA's. And I would place my money on him winning at least one of them. Yeah, that was a really, really impressive showing for Suriano. First time in Carver Hawkeye Arena against the consensus number one wrestler in the country at one twenty five in Thomas Gilman and. Gave up uh, mid-first period takedown, got got down 2-0, was able to get the escape fairly easily. 
Um, then I, I believe this, did Gilman escape to three one the second period for Suriano? Cut three two in the third, but yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, really pushed the pace in, in the third period and never looked like conceding more than that first takedown. Didn't get super deep on any of those shots. I think in the third, but definitely, I mean, a couple times where he got got the legs and looked like there was something working there. And I think in a neutral site, I don't know. I, I wouldn't favor him by any means. I think Gilman definitely showed that he's the top guy in the weight class. But Suriano showed that he can wrestle with him, and that come tournament time, both tournaments, um, it's yeah. not going to be a, not going to be a guy in Nick Suriano that Thomas Gilman wants to come up against, unless it's in the finals. And they, I mean, it looks like it's going to be a one shot match, kind of, so to speak. So I mean, in that situation. Suriano's good enough. Actually, Clay, uh, Suriano chose down to start the second period. So it was actually 2-2. Okay. Uh, um, so, actually, technically, if, if Suriano could have rode him out, which he wasn't close to doing anything. I think that says... If Suriano could have rode him out, he would have won the match. I think that says um, a lot about Suriano that he got that much respect from Gilman. I mean, Gilman is a, and I mean this in the best way, a very, very brash, confident wrestler. <laughs> Who against even the best guys in the country? I mean, you watched him against Nathan Tomasello. He wrestled close matches, but was always kind of trying to look to get forward and get into ties. He showed Soriano a ton of respect, especially in that third period. Yeah, he really did. I, I think he understood the importance of those three team points, um, and knew that you know, going for anything more really opened him up to losing the match. I mean, I mean, you know, Soriano's that good, obviously. You know, you make one mistake against the kid, and and uh, you know it's four three match. I mean, he gets a really takedown there, and Suriano maybe has a win. So I'm very yeah, no. very excited to see that again. Hopefully, two more times this year. Um, yes. Well, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't mind. I mean, I wouldn't mind if Gilman didn't make the finals cre- in the tournament. <laughs> credit to uh, credit to Iowa fans here. Very respectful of both wrestlers after that match. A standing ovation, not only for Gillen, but oh, yeah. I mean, I, a lot of Iowa fans I talked to after that match were like, yeah, this kid's for real with regards to Soriano. Yeah, Hawkeye fans are good. Hawkeye fans are good. Um, they're better, they're more tolerable when they're not winning. Like, like humble, humble Hawkeye fans. Are yeah, good. I think they, um, they have a, an appreciation for good wrestling, which, which is nice yeah. to see. Yes. Uh, all right. Let's go to 133. Um, not much to talk about here. Corey Clark and George Carpenter. Um, Carpenter clearly overmatched, but he does keep it to a technical fall, which saves Penn State a team point, which, I mean, theoretically could have come into play. So, I mean, got to give uh, a thumbs up to George there. I know it may not have been the toughest competition, but I really, really enjoy watching Corey Clark wrestle. I mean, it doesn't matter who's in front of him. I just enjoy watching him work different angles. I love watching him work on top. He runs that bar half as well as anybody in those layer weight classes. And poor George Carpenter felt the uh, the full effects of that in this one. But Clark's just, he's a wiry son of a gun. He's just, I don't know what the, what the correct word here really is. It's not even necessarily aggressive, but he just has so many different ways to kind of get you over and beat you. I am a huge Corey Clark fan in terms of watching the product on the mat. So then we go to 141, and at this point, Penn State's trailing 8 nothing, which isn't necessarily unexpected, but 
you know, certainly didn't want to get to 11 nothing here or worse. And uh, Jim Goulban, you know, comes out first period, gets in deep on a single, uh, you know, lifts the leg of, of Topher Karin, um, rushes the finish. He had, like, well, probably, what, you say a minute and a half left in the period to work on a finish? Yeah. And rushed the finish, and I sent a text to Clay with lots of swear words that he was impatient and was kind of resigned to the fact that it was going to be 11 nothing. And then in the third period, cool bond, uh, yeah, he looked like 141-pound uh, David Taylor, uh, takedown after takedown after takedown. Um, really a, a good match for Jimbo. Yeah, um, Carton looked a little bit gassed there in the third, and I don't know whether that was the atmosphere getting to him and then how hard he pushed in the first, because you don't really see that with Topher Carton. But I don't know that we've seen Jimmy Golobon finish three shots as cleanly at 141 in his entire time at 141 as he did there in the end against Topher Carton. I mean, well, there was a point... Sh- his, yeah. At the, with the second... I mean, he got to the second and third ones where he was like, okay, I'm going head outside, this side, single leg, and dump, and cutting cross for the two, and knew he was going to get that two every single time he did. I mean, there have been times where we've seen Jimmy get... He's got to have the worst conversion rate of any wrestler in the country of guys who get deep on shots and can't finish, and he just got there and was like, okay, I'm going to cut across, there's my two. Let him up, I'm going to cut across, there's my two. It was like gorgeous, I don't know. I mean, I don't know whether that was on Carton. I, I'm still skeptical, which I think is fair, of, of Gulliban. But for those, like, 90 seconds, it was nirvana watching Jimmy Gulliban be everything we hoped he'd be. Gulliban's got a chance here to, to build some momentum and some confidence, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but two winnable matches this week, uh, this weekend for Jimbo. Uh, yeah, really nice win for Jimmy. I think, you know, we focus on him finishing shots, but I think his initial attacks in that third period were so good that there wasn't much work left to do on the finish. Yeah, I mean, he's always been able to kind of get guys out of their comfort zone, off balance with, with kind of knee taps and things like that. But it's just, I, like I said, I've seen Jimmy get deep all the time, get a leg in the air, and just kind of hang out there and not know what to do. And this time he drove through all three of those takedowns and kind of Carton had no choice but the belly out where he was going to end up on his back. Um, you mentioned, that, which we'll touch on later, he'll have another opportunity with a ranked wrestler in Cole Martin on, on Friday. Uh, so hopefully we see more of that from Jimmy. Yeah, good job, Jim. Let's go to 149. Uh, probably the best, and I'm not saying this in a condescending way or passive-aggressively, Probably the best match Brandon Sorens has wrestled in his life. Um, he gets a Zane that's also certainly not at his A game. Kale alluded to the fact in the post game press conference that Zane was not feeling well. Um, but Zane pulls it out here somehow, uh, nerve wracking. Yeah, I'm going full subjective Homer. Call me arrogant if you want. I think this was completely a product of Zane Rutherford being off of his game. And I say that not taking anything away from Brandon Sorensen, who is a top three wrestler in the country. But there is Zane Rutherford in this country at 149 in college wrestling. And there is everybody else. 
And that was not the Zane Rutherford that we're used to seeing. I don't think that Brandon Sorensen, regardless of what he did in the room over the last week, went from losing in UTB to Anthony Calica to taking Zane Rutherford to TB2. I just don't think that that's a thing. I mean, Sorensen looked good. I think I mean, a if, healthy if Zane Rutherford. If Sorensen like that, I don't think it matters. Like that, he's definitely going to take second. I, that's fine, I, but I, I don't think it's going to matter when he wrestles Zane Rutherford again if Zane Rutherford's healthy. I, I don't think no, we see not, that get yeah, anywhere near that close. Him. I don't think it's going to be that close. And if you ever wanted to beat I have listened chance. to a number of podcasts already this week saying, okay, maybe these guys have closed the gap. I appreciate your sentiments. No, no, no. It hasn't happened. Wake up. And I think Zane Rutherford is going to make a very, very mean, nasty, angry statement against the two ma- two wrestlers he faces this weekend. Yeah, and what a response by Rutherford in the third period, too. He goes down for just a couple seconds. Uh, Sorensen goes ahead with a takedown. Uh-huh. He gets out. Uh, he gets out and takes Sorensen down again um, quickly right after that to tie the score. Um uh, he struggled on top though, which is like not like like there were. I mean, he, what probably had two or three chances in the match where a ride out would have meant a win and well, couldn't do it. He for one that that takedown in the third was incredible. He was what out for maybe a second before he was in on the legs and finishing, knowing yeah, it was quick. what he needed to do. So if he was sick, and I'm pretty darn sure he was sick, that's just ridiculous to gut that out. Um, but he only needed 25 seconds or so of riding time against Sorensen. And he's ridden out Sorensen after every other takedown last year. Take, I mean, Sorensen didn't score, didn't score a point on him in what three matches, two matches, yeah, two matches. I think, think, left, I think Sorensen got up in the first period last year. It was what so, it was, so fourteen was one, fourteen yeah. one then total, and he couldn't ride Sorensen for twenty five seconds. I mean, I think Brendan Sorensen. It's very possible that he's a better wrestler between then and now, but. I don't think that there's that level jump in him, and I don't think Zane Rutherford has stayed the same. So again, again, I'm call me arrogant, call me a homer. I think that that was far from the best Zane Rutherford you'll see. No, I agree. Let's go to 157. Jason Nolf, uh meets childhood buddy Michael Kemmerer. Um, number versus number two, but I think Nolf showed in this match how much he's ahead of the weight class because I think Kemmerer wrestled a good match to keep it to 9-4. Question for you. Is Michael Kemmerer the biggest threat to Jason Nolf come in CLA tournament time? There's no threat to Jason Nolf. That's not... Is he, would he be considered the biggest threat if, if you had to no, put somebody I would in say Jason. I would say Jason Nolf's health, something happening, is the biggest threat. Because, I mean, this match... Score was nine to four. Nolf tacked on two late takedowns, tried for a third, almost got a third. Um, wasn't close. It wasn't close. I mean, um, like Kemmer Kemmer defended his offense like pretty well. Like a lot of times, he, he knew like especially like when Nolf gets into those scrambles and like like Kemmer kind of appeared like he knew what what Nolf was going to try to do to finish out of some scrambles. Like and other kids won't really. I mean, other kids obviously won't have the hundreds of hours that. Those two have together on the mats. I mean, I, I'm not worried. I mean, as long as Nof stays healthy, he's going to win. Yeah, it was just, I think, 
similar to Zayn, unless he's not 100%, there's a plateau there with the guys that are maybe two through even five or six. And then there's Jason Dolph. Well, yeah. So, well, sim- well, I mean, similar to Zane, I mean, I think 75% Nolf is still probably going to win. But, but a, a dominant performance I mean, by those two, especially with, I mean, at that point, Penn State, Nolf gave Penn State a 9-8 lead. So both of them needed well, yeah, I mean, if, both of them needed if Zane lost, I thought we were going to lose. If Zane lost, like, when in, like, in overtime, when it looked like kind of sketch, and then you got, like, like, I mean, you get down to ultimate tiebreak, and at that point, it's a coin flip. You're like, uh, Zane loses this, and like we didn't know if Mar- I mean Mark lost anyways, but like I would have been, I'd have felt better had I known Mark was wrestling. Like I'd have been like, I was kind of iffy on if we were gonna win the duel, like if Zane lost, um, but uh, he did not. Uh, he won. Nolf won. Intermission, and I think intermission was when we kind of found out that uh, Mark Hall was gonna take his red shirt off. He went back into the tunnel to get changed, which is which is kind of cool. Yeah, Byer, Jeff Byers over the radio, I believe, actually made the call in their mission that the hall was a go. So at that point, I mean, you're feeling pretty good. You're real excited. And you still have Joseph to go, who's up to, what, number four or five in the country on Flow, Re- Flow Wrestling? Yeah, I think he's so, at four on pretty much every site. He's at, right now he's at six on Flow. He's behind Daniel Lewis and Chandler Rogers at four and five. But... Um, you're feeling you gotta be feeling pretty good at that point as a Penn State fan. Um Chenzo drives me a bit nuts, which we've talked about all season, because in the first period of this match, he dominated Joey Gunther. Yeah, three takedowns, yeah. And then the second thir- and third period he just kind of stood there. Well he got rode in that um no, no, just kidding. I unless they have this backwards. Um, yeah, they have this backwards. You say he got road. Um, he did not. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. He he gassed a little. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it's, like, as long as you gas, like if you're gonna gas, as long as you're not giving up takedown, that's fine. Like as long as your offense slows down and your defense is fine. Well, you know, if you get three takedowns in the first period, you're gonna be in good shape. I, my concern then is him doing that when when you need bonus in in March. Oh yeah. Well, and I think it gets a worse kid. I think it gets a worse kid. The match will be. The problem is you can't take, you can't take a six four lead into the third period and gas against a Daniel Lewis or a Logan Massa or even an Isaac Jordan. It's just not gonna fly. And he didn't look. The thing with Chenzo is when he gasses, it's it's tough because. He never looks completely out of it. I mean, like Carton, you could see, like, had nothing on his head taps and was just couldn't keep his feet underneath him. Tenzo just shuts it down. And it, it, it's very curious to see because it's not every match. Yeah, I mean, he. Uh, I think Tenzo's defended pretty well this year. Other than, like, the, the Stanford match getting, like, in the headlock twice, that was bad. But that's not going to happen again. Well, we'll touch on um, this more when, when we get to the Wisconsin match because there will be a big one there. Right. So, that put that what, that what puts Penn State up 12-8 there. And here comes Mark Hall. Twitter blows up. Um, I texted my mom. I was like, Mom, you got to watch this kid. He's so good. And then he lost. 
Uh, Twitter not, is one thing. Not that sound. Tw- Twitter is quite the sight during wrestling matches. Um, I have a lot of thoughts on this. First of all, Mark comes out of redshirt uh, facing a really, really tough guy in a returning All-American and Alex Meyer who is very up and down. I'm not the biggest Alex Meyer fan. I think Mark Hall's a significantly better than wrestler than Alex Meyer, but he's kind of like Iowa's Jimmy. Alex Meyer, honestly, he's like he's he's Iowa's Jimmy Gulabon. Alex Meyer has some nice wins, Um, but Mark comes out, gets first takedown, rides for 50 seconds before he seems to cut Meyer, which I thought made no sense. I mean, if if you're a high volume shooter like like a Zane or a Jason Nolf, and you're looking to get right back to your offense, and you know you're going to be right back in on the legs. I get it, but well, to that point, Meyer or Hall had ridden Meyer for 50 seconds. It was 50.5 seconds when he, when he kind of stopped riding hard. And Meyer didn't look close to getting the escape. So why... why if, if the point of the match is to put your opponent on the, his back and pin him, and you are riding your opponent hard, and you're not going to be a volume shooter, why are you letting your opponent get off of the mat? And I guarantee you, since that match, they've watched that match back, and somebody has to have said this to Mark Hall. Well, I'm pretty sure Mark said this week that he thought he rode him too long, that he thought it wore, it wore down too much of his energy. I I don't know. I'm Maybe I'm missing something, but Meyer didn't look at all close to the escape, and I think if Mark rides that period for two-plus minutes, which I think he could have done, he's ridden some really tough guys, and has a 2-0 lead with two-plus minutes of time there, it's a whole different match. Yeah, well, he almost gets that second takedown, too. I mean, it was he got it, and then it was called off, and it was the right call. It wasn't two. Um, but it was almost 4-1. He makes it 3-1, um, and then gets in on a single, and it gets countered. Like, Meyer's so good at countering shots. Um, honestly, I think Meyer might finish, like, top four at NCAAs. But... Um, Anyways, Meyer chose down. Uh, 4-3, start the third. Uh, Hall with that slick duck under. Yeah, um, that, duck, that duck under was gorgeous. I mean, he, was he nice. finished that. At that point, I'm like, yeah. In at that point, like maybe half a second. He was behind yeah, him. At that point, I'm like, he's just going to take him down again. He, like, he was behind him with a hand down in an instant. That was gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, but my thought of him just taking. Meyer down again, playing a takedown game, did not come true. He Hall got in on a shot, not a good one, and Meyer counters it. And uh, Meyer beats Hall, and Iowa gets their moral victory. It was frustrating. Um, for one, Mark Hall's going to be fine, and people need to relax. Mark Hall didn't forget how to wrestle. He's not incapable of beating Alex Meyer or guys even ranked above Alex Meyer. We've seen this all year. Um, This shouldn't be shocking. I wouldn't have predicted it, but we also, for anybody that watched Mark Hall wrestle Ryan Price at the Southern Scuffle, Ryan Price should have won that match. And I think Ryan Price is a better wrestler than, than Alex Meyer. I think he's more consistent and has more to his game. But Ryan Price was up in that match in a front headlock position with 50 seconds to go, and Mark hadn't really gotten the legs since the first period. Um, obviously, um, Hall kind of whips him over with the, with the front headlock, or the, the base was about to, 
I can't gator roll of anything. Um, and gets the near fall and gets the fall, but you're not going to count on Mark Hall doing that against elite competition. I mean, even competition of Myers level, they're, they're not going to put themselves in positions for that to happen. I thought Price should have had that match and was the better wrestler in that match. So it's clear that Hall's not invincible, but the thing that he does have is the ability to probably beat anybody in this weight class. Yeah, no, he is, uh, he's still my favorite to win the NCAA championship at 174. Um, just a, he just wrestled a dumb match in a tough environment. No, I, um, I don't think you're going to see, it's not like a Jimmy Golovan situation where when we say beat anybody, can beat anybody, you're not going right, to see yeah. Mark Hall get right. outclassed by anybody in this weight class. He's a favorite against anyone in the weight class. In a one-off match, like don't know if I agree with that much. In a one-off match, you're not like you're not going to bet on anyone else to beat him. I, I would be he would be fifty-fifty with the number of guys in this weight class, and I think there are a number of mm, guys that could cause him trouble. I mean, we, okay. we've seen it with you saw it with Price and you saw it with Meyer. I think he made mistakes in the Meyer match, but he wasn't ever close to blowing that match open. Uh, I mean, kind of. I mean, it was he was like two inches from being four to one. He was like a couple inches from being five to one. He almost finished. I mean, he, I mean, he missed two takedowns by about a foot total in the like to bridge the end of the first, the beginning of the second period. I I, I, mean, I don't know. I never got the impression in that match that oh yeah, this is. I mean, Hall's match and he's going away, and especially in the price match. But I mean, I think real Budo from Cornell could cause him trouble. Zahid's going to be a significantly larger wrestler, depending on when they wrestle. Um, he's going to have issues with Epperly, who's not going to make mistakes. He's going to have issues with Jordan, who's not going to make mistakes. And I'm not saying that Hall can't beat them. I think it's probably 50-50 with a lot of those guys. But, again, like I said, it's 50-50. I, I don't feel, going into those matches, I won't say, yeah, Mark Hall is definitely going to beat a Brian Robito. Mark Hall is definitely going to beat a Zach Epperly. But... Again, he's going to get the opportunities, and we're going to have to see how he takes those down the line. And luckily, before March, he'll get the chance to wrestle a couple of really good wrestlers. Yeah, I don't know. I'm still picking him to win the weight class. Uh, but, I mean, he, he, he can't wrestle like he did uh, on last Friday in again. All right, let's go to 184. Uh, Bonica, we're probably going to talk about this match for longer than it lasted. Um <laughs> Sammy Brooks gets in on a low single. The Hawkeye crowd goes crazy. Bo does some Bo stuff. Uh, he's in a he's in uh, uh, kind of a hybrid spladle cradle thingamajigger, um, and he's pinned. Bo Nickel is so damn good for this sport. <laughs> I mean, in, in terms of telling somebody, hey, you want to like wrestling? Go watch highlights of. There, especially in college, there's what? He's got to be a top three guy in the country in terms of just yeah. sheer entertainment value. I mean, I got to call... I mean, last year, I was telling people to watch Nolf, but this year, I would say definitely watch Bo. I got a call from my dad that Saturday. I wasn't able to watch the match live. Um, for some of you that know, I work nights. So Friday night duels out the window. Um, got a call Saturday morning. I knew the result, knew what happened from my dad. He goes... Hey, did you watch the Penn State Iowa duel last night? Knowing I had work, but that aside, I go, Well, I'm getting to it. And he goes, Yeah, watch this, this Bo Nickel guy. And my dad is a Penn State wrestling fan, but will watch 
three, four duels, and then maybe some matches in the tournament. He was like through the roof on on this pin. He goes, "You're gonna have to watch this." This was like one of the most insane things I see. So Brooks gets in, uh, as Garrett said, Brooks gets in on a low single. Actually, it was a really good shot by Brooks, and goes to cut across and. Bo kind of sits the corner there, and as soon as you, he got elbow, de- elbow deep there on that far leg, you're like, uh, Sammy, uh, Sa- Sammy, you're, you're going to want that leg back. And yeah. he didn't get the opportunity to get that leg back. And initially, apparently, according to Byers and other people in the media area, thought that Nicola had been pinned. I don't know whether it was... Yeah, Ironhead really didn't know what was going on. I don't know whether it was an ang- a camera angle thing or just an angle of where they were sitting. But, um, so Bo gets the fall by a spladle and gives a little Hulk Hogan hand to the ear gesture to the Iowa, Iowa crowd, who at this point is dead silent. Yeah, and Sammy Brooks gets up and walks away and says, holy expletive. <laughs> um, on camera. At this point, you're looking at 1811, and really, that, that, that's all she Lock, wrote, locked up the duel. I mean, at eleven ten or at twelve eleven, Penn State with Brooks. Some people, th- I mean, I, I think we all kind of favored Bo, but strange, I mean, Brooks had just stranger things, career, stranger so. things have happened than Sammy Brooks winning that match. So at twelve eleven, Penn State fans are thinking, okay, what if Iowa can steal this one and maybe take one ninety seven, which we saw wasn't out of the realm of possibility. Little nervy, and Bo Nickel put the kibosh on any and all nerves at that point. Yeah, let's go to 197. Uh, Matt McCutcheon uh, against Cash Wilkie. Typical McCutcheon match, low scoring, close, kind of boring. Um, Wasn't that low scoring? It was an 8 7 match with a few escapes. Well, yeah, but that was in like. Yeah, but that was after. after, two, after, after TV, like, too. I mean, it was 4-4. Four, four. It was 4-4 four, four in yeah. regulation, so um, and that's low scoring. Matt McCutcheon, for those of you who don't know, is going to put Garrett in an early grave. And it just makes me laugh every time. Um, yeah, we touched on this last week. Matt's going to do this to you pretty much every week. So I hope you guys can get used to it. It doesn't really matter who the level of competition is. Wilkie's probably a fringe top 20, top 24 guy. Could win a match in NCAAs. Um, but Matt gets the job done, as he's kind of done for much of the year. It's not pretty. It's probably never going to be pretty. And it's going to scare all of you. So good luck and Godspeed. Yeah, thank you. That's all That's all I want to say about that. Um, let's go to 285. Nick Neville's meeting Stephen Holloway, the freshman Hawkeye, who had to take his red shirt off because of the uh, – the injury to Sam Stoll uh, and uh, Neville's a uh, lot better than Holloway. A um, lot better and a lot, lot bigger. Stephen Holloway was what? What do you think Stephen Holloway was? 215 when that match? No. He was not a large no. heavyweight. I mean, he was tall. He was tall, so. But uh, I, I definitely thought Holloway had his work cut out for him in this one. I was thinking it was like 245, 250. But anyways, uh, yeah, no, so Neville's racks up the takedowns, tires him out in the uh, in the third period, 
gets uh, seven takedowns in the third period. If the uh, box score on the GoPC Sports is correct, which uh, seven takedowns, for those of you that are unaware, is a lot in one period. And um, gets a 21-6 tech. And Penn State beats Iowa 26-11. But Iowa fans, you did beat Mark Hall, so... Um, for those of you who know, I can't stand to be wrong. And Stephen Holloway is listed on the Iowa roster at 6-1-197. Now, I'm sure he's beefed up what? since... I'm sure he's beefed up since he had to come up, but again, Stephen Holloway was tiny and kind of got bullied. He did not uh, look that small. Kind of, kind of got bullied by by uh, Nick Nevels in this one, who did a really good job at the end of that match. Of he got what three takedowns in like last thirty seconds. a fifteen second span. It seemed like to get that tech fall. Wow, he's listed that. Well, people can be less mad at Kale now for not having a true backup heavyweight last year, and people were flipping out because. Um, yeah, they don't grow on trees. Okay, people. but also, okay, but also, Sam Stoll is also listed at two hundred and fifteen pounds. Okay, so that's probably a bit off. Okay, so I mean, I would say Stoll weighs two fifty, two sixty. Stoll's probably even bigger than that. Stoll is pushing the bound. Okay. Stoll is pushing the boundaries. Okay. Of a heavyweight. So, I mean, really, Last that time. weight figure means absolutely nothing then. But I believe Holloway was, was wrestling 197 earlier in the year. Okay, I'll look. But um, a fantastic performance by Nick, especially the push for the tech. We've been asking guys like Chenzo, hey, if you're listening, buddy, um, to do that all okay. year. So it's, it's nice to see Nick really just pour it on. And he looks as good as ever going into... Probably the biggest week of the season for him before NCAAs. Yeah, yeah, we'll be good because he's probably not going to see Kyle Snyder. Um, yeah, no, big matchup for him this weekend. Yeah, so Penn State wins 26-11. Woohoo! Iowa, not great, 26-11. Not what they paid the Brands brothers to do. Um, next year, it will be worse, Clay. Pushes the Penn State record, by the way, to 8-0 on the year, 4-0 in the Big Ten. Iowa's first Big Ten loss, they're going to have a huge, huge, huge matchup, uh, which will be tonight because this will come out Friday against Ohio State, which I think should be fantastic for those of you who have any viewing interests. Um, third of a three-match, just absolute grind for Iowa going Oklahoma State, Penn State, Ohio State, who I think are the three best teams in the country, back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Um, and Penn State, for them, the train just keeps rolling. Yes, like like Zane's walkout music. Um, yeah, Clay. Quickly, I don't think Iowa's going to win any matches next year, or at least they, they won't be favored in any. Uh, looking down the roster, you've got Gilman will be gone. Soriano will be favored. Um, it'll be interesting to see who goes at one thirty three for them. Uh, they've got a couple of kids who I believe are red shooting are pretty good. Um, you hope to see Jared Cortez back and healthy. Uh, 141, you're going to see um, Carton or Carter Happel for Iowa against um, probably Nick Lee. I tend to give the nod to Lee there. Rutherford, Nolf, Joseph, Chenzo, Joseph, Alex. Oh, Nickel. Chenzo, Joseph, Alex Marinelli will be a very, 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 yeah. very good match. Okay. Um, then you have. It'll be in Rec Hall, though, theoretically. So Hall, Nickel, um, Probably McCutcher, Kassar, and then Nick Nevels. Uh, it could get really ugly for the Hawkeyes. 
I'm wondering the last time they've been shut out is. I want to do it next year. Anyways, good win for Penn State, 26-11. We've got a lot to talk about, not that much time, so let's move on to this weekend. Clay, uh, we get Wisconsin, which will be tonight. The night is released, Friday night, uh, at Wisconsin. Um, we just watched uh, the Penn State basketball team get uh, destroyed at Wisconsin, but uh, the wrestling team should go up there and avenge the, the, the Hoopers. Yeah, and quick touch uh, on the weekend between Mark Hall jumps into the flow rankings at number 11, uh, just ahead of Zach Brunson of Illinois, and just behind Alex Meyer. Probably fair. Holds victories, though, over Kyle Kretschmer at 7, Ryan Price at 5, and Casey Kent at 14. A um, lot of opportunity for Hall to move up. He just needs to be pretty consistent. He's going to hit uh, possibly Bo Jordan of Ohio State in a week. If Bo wrestles. And then uh, a couple of guys at Big Tens. I don't know if we wrestle Illinois this year. I don't believe so. But uh, could see Brunson in Big Tens, could see Iowa again, or Meyer again in Big Tens, could see Miles Amid in Michigan, who I'm really well, high on. Well, we wrestle we Illinois, so he's got to see Brunson. Okay, so he's going to see Brunson, could see Bojo, could see Meyer again, could see Amin. So definitely room to move up for uh, Mark Hall to cement that seating. Yeah, because in the dual season left, we have Wisconsin, Northwestern this weekend, Ohio State next Friday, and I know we still wrestle Illinois and Maryland after that. I just don't know. So some good, some good chances but. for Mark Hall to kind of cement his seating in the Big Ten as well as in, in Nationals. Uh, right now I think probably Alex Meyer has the inside track to that second seed in Big Ten between, behind Bo Jordan, but Bo Jordan's only wrestled eight matches this year, so maybe if Hall can pull something yeah. out over Jordan, then... Good luck. Yeah, I mean, it could... Good, good luck yeah, to the season. It could be committee. a three-way... Yeah. Okay, let's go to 174... Or, or not to 174, excuse me. That, that's Mark's weight, though. Let's go to Wisconsin, ranked number 13, 3-3 three three overall, 1-3 in the Big Ten. Um, let's go down, make our predictions here. Don't want a ton of time. Wisconsin, not great. Certainly not as good as they have been the last couple of years. Not that they were, like, amazing, but they just seem better than they are this year. Um, 125, Johnny Jimenez. Um... Comes in six and four. I'm taking. Um, I'm going to take Nick Seriano. Not just give him a decision, I guess. Um, Eli Stickley. Um, um, I'll give him the decision three three. Cole Martin, um, the freshman, um, ranked number fifteen. Intermat. Uh, let's say Jimmy um, capitalizes on his uh, on his momentum. I guess uh, wins. Uh, so 6-3. Andrew Crone, um, he's going to get pinned by Zane. Zane will be mad. Um, TJ Rochelle, uh, let's say he gets uh, – we'll since I gave Zane the pin, let's be conservative. Let's give Nolf the tech. So that's 11-17, 17-3 at the break. Isaac Jordan, mm, I'm going to pick Senzo, but that's just because he wrestles for us, not them. So I'm going to give us a toss-up, 20-3. Uh, Ryan Christensen was good last year. He was better last year than this, right? I mean, I'm not, like, losing my mind here. Um, but I'm going to pick Markey over him. So that's 23-3. to uh, Hunter Ritter, um, going to get pinned by Bo, 29-3. Ricky Robertson. <laughs> this match is going to drive you insane. I, I love Robertson. So we'll touch on this. I'm probably going to pick, yeah. I'm gonna I'll pick touch on this Kush. later. I'm probably going to pick Koch 29-6, and Metbury, 
I guess I'll give him. The, I mean, yeah. I'm high on Nickel, man. I think Nickel can beat anybody, but uh, he, well, he can't beat anybody. But um, I'll give Medbury the edge. I guess twenty nine to nine, which I mean that's as many matches as Iowa won. So good job, Wisconsin. Yeah, this is gonna be an interesting duel. Um, Badgers are ranked thirteenth, but really not one of Barry Davis's best teams. Um, they've had a bit of recruiting struggles the last couple of years. Um, just missed out on a couple of really high-level recruits, only one and three in the Big Ten. Um, but just not a particularly strong team. Um, Jimenez has faced um, three or four different ranked opponents this year and got tech-falled by Tim Lambert and lost to Ethan Lezak. Um I think Suriano gets bonus in this one. I, th- I think he's probably pretty angry. Um, Fair enough. After that last matchup, I'll give Suriano the win 4-0. Uh, or, yeah, to make the goal score 4-0. Uh, WrestleStat has that 9-2 in their predictions. Uh, Stickley, I think, gets a decision over Carpenter to make it 4-3. I uh, like Jimmy in a close one over a very solid Cole Martin, but Martin really doesn't have. I mean, he's got a win over Logan Everett, but doesn't have any great wins. Lost to Tommy Thorne. Shout out Logan, friend of the podcast. Lost to Tommy Thorne eight to three. Lost Colt McChrystal twelve to two. Whereas Jimmy was nice enough to keep that two eight decision. Um, so I'll give Jimmy the nod here. I think he uh, gets gets the regular decision to make it seven to three. On his team score, uh, WrestleStat predicts that one 77-5 for Golubon. I think Rutherford gets the pin over Crone, which will make it 13-3. WrestleStat has that match going 14-2 to Zane. Um, I think Nolf also gets the fall. Make that, what, make that 19-3. 19, yeah, 19-3. Uh, WrestleStat has it 22-4 for the tech fall. Um, 165. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. This will be the best wrestler Chenzo's faced by far. I mean, no offense to, Ch- to Chad Walsh, but in the country. Jordan doesn't make mistakes. He pretty much wins against top-notch points. I mean, he has a couple losses this year to Daniel Lewis and to Massa. I think Chenzo, he's not going to want this to be close down the stretch. I mean, he's not going to want this to be a one takedown match. Um, geez. I think I got to give the nod to, to Jordan until Chenzo proves me otherwise. I don't think it's fair enough. I don't think Chenzo is incapable of winning this, but I'll give the nod to Jordan there, which makes it, what, 23 to 6? Yeah. Uh, WrestleStat has that match. No, 20 to 6. 20 to 6. No. 19 to 6. I got six at 49, six at, at 57, three, three at 41 is 15, and then nine. Yeah, okay, 19 to six. Um, WrestleStat has that one for Jordan, six to three. Uh, I think Mark Hall actually gets the major decision over over uh, Christensen, who lost to Price, eight to nothing, um, and has a win over 34th ranked Joseph Johnson. But uh, make that twenty three to six. Uh, WrestleStat has that ten to three for Mark Hall. I think Nickel gets the fall, makes it twenty nine to six. WrestleStat has it fifteen to two. One ninety seven. Man, I don't know. Robertson's tough. Lost four to three to Studebaker. Lost eleven to five to Far. Which I mean, 
isn't bad. He doesn't really have any other big matches this year. He has a 5-2 win over Jacob Bergovitz, which we'll talk talk about later. Um, similarly to to Cuts, Robertson's up from 184 from two years ago, I believe. I believe he was at 187 last year. I'll give this one to Robertson. I mean, I, I'm pretty high on Ricky Robertson just as a straight athlete. So that makes it what? 29, they have nine. 20, 29 to yeah. 9. WrestleStat has it 7-4 seven, seven to four for Kutch. I would be overjoyed. Um, Kutch scores 7 up. Up at, uh, up at 285. <sighs> Another one. We have it. Connor Medbury, who's the best wrestler in college at 285, not named... Kyle Snyder holds a three only a three two win over Curls recently though. Tech called Colin Jensen though just two days before that. Now Nick Devils pinned Jensen, but Pin, yeah, was, I mean, he was only up what five one at the time. I mean it was not going well for Jensen. Um, holds a five three victory over Austin Marsden. Um, looking common opponents. Nick's beaten Denzel Dijonet eight to three this year. Medbury beat him seven to three last year. Man, this is a toss up. I again, I have to be like I like I was at one sixty five until Nick shows me otherwise, and it's not a knock on Nick. I got to go with what I know, which is Medbury in a very, very, very close match. So that makes it what I. Twenty-nine to twelve. 20, yeah, Iowa could win five matches. With, Wisconsin with, with no upsets. Wisconsin with no upsets or Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I mean, this is why we we talked about this before. I'm not a huge fan of a dual championship because it's just completely matchup based. But they could win two eighty-five. They could win one ninety-seven, which is a toss-up. They could win one sixty-five, which is a toss-up. And then one forty one. I think Jimmy's. They can win one. I think Jimmy's yeah, a favorite, which is weird, but. And then they can win one thirty three. So it's definitely not impossible. Yeah. That being yeah, said, they could job. they could also win one or get shut out. So no, yeah, I mean they could get shut out conceivably. All right, let's go to Northwestern on Sunday. Back at Red Hall, Northwestern stinks. We should make quick work of this, um, both on the mat and in our predictions here. Um, a guy by the name of Anthony Rubinetti out of New Jersey is going to wrestle Nick Soriano. I'm sure those kids have wrestled a lot growing up, and I'm sure that Soriano won pretty much all of them. I'm going to give Soriano in front of for the, what it's worth. For, the, for what it's worth, real quick, uh, WrestleStat has a little 25 to 10 for Penn State over Wisconsin. Fair enough. Okay, so pretty much right on where we're at. Um, so um, Anthony Rubinetti is going to get majored, let's say, by Soriano for nothing. Um, this Jason Asperdi's kid. I think we're going to see Tristan Law on Sunday. I'd be surprised by that. Let's say Law wins in his debut, six nothing or seven nothing. Alec McKenna. Let's give Jimmy the major, eleven nothing. Um, Shane Oyster is going to be pinned, seventeen nothing. Ben Sullivan, bless his heart. Um, kids from Alaska though, then transferred to Minnesota to wrestle. Uh, Appa Valley. He and Mark, uh, former high school teammates. Um, won't go well. 
Um, 23-0 at the break. Noel for the pin. Johnny Sebastian, this kid should have been a lot better. Went to Northwestern. Uh, development stalled out. Probably should transfer. Um, so I'll, I'll give uh, Senzo the regular decision. 26 nothing. Braxton Cody's 0-8 at 174. That's who the particular starter is. Mark Hall, like, wins a lot more than he loses. Um, so what? Let's... Let's give him the pin, 32-0. Um, Mitch, uh, Mitch Sliga uh, is actually pretty good, but so is Bo at home. Let's say Bo works for the fall. Holy cow, I can't even keep track of the score. Um, Berkowitz uh, is good. Um, McCutcheon at home, a little bit better. Give him the regular decision. And Conan Jennings, uh, he's not that bad. Um, let's give... Uh, Neville's the major. So what do we got here? We got four nothing, uh, seven nothing, eleven nothing, seventeen nothing, twenty three nothing, twenty six nothing, thirty two nothing, um, thirty eight nothing, forty one nothing, forty four nothing. So we got Suriano against Rubinetti, which has already happened this year. Back on eleven twenty, I don't know whether that was at the Keystone, probably at the Keystone. Yeah, whatever. Um, Soriano came out with the major decision. I think he's wrestling better now. I think he probably gets a tech fall. So, Make that five nothing. Um, both Carpenter and Jason Isparides. Is that who we have at one thirty three? Yeah, well, I said that Law. I thought Law was going to wrestle. So if, if Carpenter goes, both both of these have one common opponent. Carpenter lost seven three. Noble or Isparides lost eight to four. I'm going to give Carpenter a win here, just because I, th- I think Carpenter has has been around better guys since then. Um, for what's worth, WrestleStat has Suriano over Rubinetti seventeen four, and Isparides over Carpenter ten six. Uh, I think Gulaban probably gets the. I might give Jimmy the major decision win. I think he gets some momentum this weekend. So that's twelve nothing. Right um, WrestleStat has a major twelve two. Uh, Zane gets the fall. Has a fall over Oster already this year in forty eight seconds at the Keystone. Yeah, I think it eighteen nothing. Maybe it takes a little longer this time. Possibly. Um, it's a good over under prop. Nolf wrestling Ben Sullivan. I think it's fall. Fun fact about Ben Sullivan. A redshirt, redshirt senior here in Ben Sullivan. We're looking at a, a redshirt senior, I believe, in Ben Sullivan. His freshman year, lost to James Green 19-10. to Now, I don't know whether those were all escapes, but scored 10 points against James Green. Very good wrestler, James Green. Wrestled Brian Murphy. Very good wrestler. For a loss. Wrestled James Green in 2015, 9-4. May have been all escapes, only gave up 9 points. Kept it to a regular decision. And then something happened to Ben Sullivan where it just all went wrong. On In 2015, he got tech-called by TJ Rochelle of Wisconsin. Got pinned by Brian Murphy. Got pinned by Jake Ryan of Ohio State. Got pinned by Zach Carson of Michigan, I believe. And got tech-falled again by Murphy. So, Ben, I don't know what happened, buddy. I'm sorry to see it go this way for you, but you're going to get pinned by Jason Nolf. Yes. Okay. That was a long 
long uh, way to say that Jason Knowles going to pin someone. 165. Uh, I think Chenzo. I don't know what's up with Sebastian. Um, really talented Maybe kid out of high school. Stakes. Really talented kid out of high school. Dealt with some injuries, but I thought maybe he'd be able to fight back from those. It just has not been the same since. Was up at 174 earlier this year, down to 165, and it's just not looked very good at all. And I think Chenzo probably hits a major here, which I never would have predicted at the beginning of the season. So that's uh, what she got. 24 nothing. 28 nothing. 174. Uh, Hall and Braxton Cody both both have a similar opponent. Mark 118 to seven over Jordan Atienza. Um, Cody got tech fouled by him. I'm thinking Mark gets his first um, out of red shirt pin. I think he gets the fall here. 184. Uh, Nickel and Slaga have both met. 33 Both met twice before. Uh, Bo has two pins. The first one coming in 112. Last year, and then the second one coming at the Keystone in 634. I think he probably gets the pin again here. Up at 197, um, Kutzen actually met earlier this year, and McCutcheon won 7 to 1. I think he gets another victory here um, by regular decision. And then up at 285, um, I think Neville's probably gets the fall here. He's just a, a hoss on top. Fair enough. So, so what do you have for the score then? What? So we've yeah. got four, seven, eleven, seventeen, twenty-three, twenty-seven, thirty-three, thirty-nine, forty-two, forty-eight. Nothing. I have it. WrestleStat has it forty-one to three for Penn State. With the, I think you had I, I think you had Sergano with a tech fall, so I think you got to add one. Oh, make that forty nine nothing. Um, WrestleStat has it forty one three with the only loss for Penn State coming at one thirty three, which is fair enough. I mean, we both could see that happen. So, so, two opportunities for wins, two opportunities to build some momentum, and definitely an opportunity to see uh, some big points put up on Sunday against Northwestern. Yeah, yeah, Sunday should be fun. Should see some big moves, hopefully some falls. At Rec Hall, Clay and I will both be at Rec Hall, we think, for the first time this year, both of us there. Things have, one thing after another, uh, come up. But, uh, no, uh, should be a good weekend of wrestling. Um, I don't have anything else for the show, Clay. I don't know about you. I think we're good for the week, and uh, glad to again be back to wrestling. Glad to finally have another two-duel weekend, which it feels like it's been forever. yeah. Um, I would love to have a two duel weekend where both of the duels are in rec hall. Um, Big Ten apparently, apparently thinks otherwise and doesn't think we deserve that, which is a bit strange. But we get one and we get a Sunday duel, which is nice. A uh, chance to get everybody in town. Maybe uh, stop by Whiskers for some drinks before or after or and after. Um, during, maybe during, maybe during intermission. But uh, we have one weekend this weekend in two weeks where we face Illinois at home and Maryland at home. Oh, we do get a double home week. But, um, again, nice to have two, two full, a full dual weekend where we'll have some, some good stuff to talk about this weekend and definitely a big preview coming next week with Ohio State on the, uh, on the horizon. Yeah, that's next Friday night. Uh, in Columbus so uh, that about wraps up for us uh, subscribe to the podcast do all that good stuff uh, good talking wrestling with you today and uh, 
Uh, talk to you guys next week. Peace out. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.